Welcome to Radio Free Brooklyn and Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm really, really psyched about our show today. I have on the lovely uh, Jen Shoemaker from the Bushwick Daily. She's writing a story about uh, the station, which is run by two amazing gentlemen, Tom Tenney and Rob Pritchard. They're the founders, and she's going to be writing a whole story about this and her experience on here today with me, Dr. Lisa, for the Bushwick Daily. And by the time you're listening to this, I bet the story will already be out. So let's play the theme song, and we're going to get right down into it. Okay. The theme song. All right, here we go. Um, this is also a call-in show, in case you didn't know that. The call-in number is 718-395-3731. But uh, give me a chance to get uh, the ball rolling with my guest, Jen. So I just want to start off by saying, well, first of all, Jen is um, very, very well-known in the uh, DJ world. She has a um, blog, That DJ Life. She has too many Facebook friends to actually be for me to befriend her on Facebook, and I tried, but she's over her limit, so I can't do it. <laughs> and um, the other thing is, is that she's unbelievably good looking. So I'm really sorry that you guys can't see this. We will post a picture, but she's she's a really good looking blonde, and she looks like a shitload of fun. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm telling wow, you, thanks. you're missing out here, guys. Plus, she started off our relationship by getting, uh, I picked her up in the car. I'm a shitty driver. She'll t- she could attest I'm it. a shitty driver, too. Yeah, you. Ha- she had to park the car. I don't even know this person, and she parked the car for <laughs> me. But she brought me a bottle of artisanal vodka. And I just want to say thank you for that, Jen. Oh, you're more than welcome. And is that something that the uh, the Bushwick Daily would endorse? I, I hope maybe. that they will. Yeah, because it's organic. It's organic, I right. Think it's, I kind of, right. I brought it to you because as I told you when we when we first talked, I my life is a mix of margaritas and meditations. So I feel like if I have vodka, it should be organic, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, anyway, it was really sweet of you. The bottle's closed right now, but um, for me anyway. But, um, you know, I just want to... Uh, before we get started, I also want to just say how um, being part of the Bushwick Daily, I used to be for quite a, some time the advice columnist, and I met Katerina um, Kosas and uh, the whole Bushwick Daily staff And when I first moved to Bushwick about three, four years ago, and it really changed my life, and I owe, I owe them, or I mean, they're really still a big part of my life, and I have such a great fondness for the whole um, the whole enterprise, and uh, I'm just in awe of Katerina for like what she's capable of doing. She's expanding the whole thing to like the Bushwick Notebook, um, which is going to be a four time yearly publish publication, and she does the Entrepreneurs Club Society. She does everything, God dude. She's damn like, it, she's like Miss. Bushwick, like Queen Bushwick. But yeah, and she's a lawyer on top. She's like, you know, well, anyway, so we're, she's an inspiration to, to all of us. Totally, but, definitely. But anyway, so I'm really glad that I'm getting to know you today because um, anybody that's associated with the Bushwick Daily is instantly one of my BFFs. So great, Yay. great to like be getting to spend some time with you. Thanks for having me for sure. And, and shouts to um, Bushwick Daily. I'm this is my first article for them, but I'm so excited. And I'm new to Bushwick. And so um, I'm learning the neighborhoods. I'm learning the jive. I'm learning the men. I'm learning the <laughs> everything about Bushwick. And I am I must say, so far, I'm rather impressed. You know, you know what? You're, you're a great asset to have in Bushwick. And I found out today that uh, when I picked you up that we live like 
about almost a whole block away. So we are definitely going to be going out and having some fun together. I'm totally in Bushwick. In. I Great. love it. Great. So um, as you know, and as my listeners hopefully know or will find out that, you know, my my interviews are really sort of like psychotherapy sessions. Um, we try to really get to dig down into what makes people tick psychologically and occasionally we may even find an issue that needs to be discussed or whatever. So this is a pretty candid and actually I think for some people a very brave show to be on and a very big experiment certainly on your part, Jen. And I want you to know how much I appreciate you being with me today and how important it is to me and I think my listeners that we're protective of you and don't, since, you know, this is a, you know, we're just getting to know each other. So I just want to make sure that uh, you know that if there's something you don't feel like discussing, there's no need to discuss it. Just go, hmm, and we're fine, okay? Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> Got you. We're there. Yes. I, I feel like um, I'm very public in my public life and very private in my private life. But there are some things I'm open to discussing and I and I we'll get there. We'll we're, see we're cool. where we, we'll see we'll, we'll see, where see. It goes. See that's the thing probably part of the reason you're a little uh you know you're got to be protective is cuz you do have a public life and I understand that. Yeah. So let's talk about I'm really fascinated by um the DJ industry business community because it's something I know nothing about. So um cuz I go to bed at 11 every night. <laughs> um so can you just explain what what that's about like how you got into it you're a writer for it and what's the draw like what 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 do people look for what's exciting about the dj world you know the truth is for me i mean i think the 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 common thread between all human beings is that we all love music we all have our different tastes and genres we all have something that makes us tick we all have something that makes us feel good something that makes us dance something that makes us cry something we turn to when we're sad or happy or um, a memory or a moment with someone. And um, those are the things that I latch onto in the music world. And I've had such a heavy and complicated life that music has always been my release. And for me, um, and I love live music. I go to tons of live music shows. I've seen thousands of artists and I still see thousands of artists. But I like someone that can play someone else's music in a very unique an intense and incomparable way and make you feel something different than that original way that it's made. And that's what a DJ does for me. And so my blog is about open format DJs um, and about what they bring to the table. I interview them. I showcase mixes and stuff. Um, I got into it because a guy that I dated for five years was a DJ and he's, um, he's still my best friend. He's very famous in um, his city of Austin, Texas. And we're great friends, but he got me into the culture of DJ world. And now it's um, now I live in New York and it's my life and I love it. So what is the like atmosphere? Like, what is it? Mm. What is what is the lifestyle like? Are you always I mean, that's interesting, actually. I just realized that um, I've never heard it put that way where they take other songs and make you feel something different. Is that really what it's doing? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because they're taking a song that's already been created and produced and they're turning it into something different. They might speed up the way the song is made. They might mix it with something that you would never mash it up with. They might play a song into a different genre that you would never think to combine. And that's super cool and sexy to me. And it makes you look at music differently. You can go to a a Fleetwood Mac show and you know that you're going to get Fleetwood Mac all night. But if you go to a DJ set, you might be getting Michael Jackson and Fleetwood Mac and Little B and Bun B and, and Little Wayne and all these different artists in one night and hundreds of songs and hundreds of categories mm. all in one one set. And mm. that's what the, that's what music that's in a DJ set does for me. So that's interesting. So they all have their own aesthetic in a sense. They're all absolutely. They're all musicians. I mean, uh, that's they're all DJs yeah. are absolutely musicians. And when people say they're not, it makes me cringe. It makes me feel gross, and it makes me sad because it's that's not the case. They are musicians. They're hardworking musicians. And, and do other musicians get pissed off at them? Like do real like what you call real? What I just called real? Like yeah. you know, like like does like. You know, does Neil Young hate DJs or something no, like that? No, I don't think so at all. I think that, if anything, they appreciate them because they're the ones that are out there playing their music. 
they're the ones that are out there pushing them and making them sound unique and making making their tracks popular and, and showing them off to club ser- situations and stuff. I think people also think that DJ world is only nightlife world, and it's not. I mean, I wake up at 7 in the morning every single morning and meditate, and I might be out till 4 in the morning the night before. So it's not all about midnight to 4 a.m. That's not what DJ world is all about. It's about creating a culture of understanding and loving music, and I think artists do definitely appreciate it. There's definitely uh, some changes lately because of technology has taken over DJing and it makes it a lot easier for everyone to be a DJ. Whereas years ago, there were guys carrying tons of records and crates into clubs sure. to perform. That's true in every business, any creative business, filmmaking and everything really. Radio. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just the way the world evolves, is, you know, yeah. but so there's some competition in the sense of like the actual DJ world. But for artists, I don't ever think that they hmm. think like a song. I can understand that. It's kind of like they probably learned something from hearing it played back to them in a new way, too. I can see how that could be, um, you know, that could be very good. Um, so here's my, here's here's what I want to know. What is the lifestyle? Because this is, I'm going to tell you what I have my stereotype of. My, my idea of people that are really into DJs and DJ music are people that, well, they're young. Um, and they go out to like big warehouse parties and they take drugs and stay up all night and just dance sort of in a trance compulsively. And then maybe there's probably some sex and more drugs in the bathrooms. So can you explain to me what, like what, that's not true, right? I mean, that's music in general, right? That doesn't have to be so uh, associated with DJ world. It's not my DJ world. So explain to me your DJ world. Explain it to me so that I can... Un- That's what my understanding is, and it's really small. So explain me. Explain you're, me. You listen, you're not completely off track. That does happen. There are... I, I write an open format music blog. That means that my music is not exactly in the EDM world. It's not exactly in the hip-hop world. And so... I'm not really going to these festivals where there's a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds doing drugs. It does happen. It is out there. And it's definitely something I'm not proud to say that maybe my I could be associated with it because that's the look of these days. But it's not everyone. I'm not even saying it's bad necessarily. I mean, taking a lot of drugs and ODing is obviously bad. But I mean, there are probably people that (laughs) do it and have it under control and enjoy that. I'm not I'm not putting that in I don't mean to put that in the a stereotype truly negative light right of course um listen stereotypes are always going to be stereotypes right mm-hmm. it, it's definitely there's definitely part of that in the in in any culture especially right. when you're staying up this is what is the saying uh nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m right? right agreed nothing good really does happen after 2 a.m if I'm drunk by 2 a.m I need to be home and in bed I don't need to be listening to a DJ till 4 a.m well, you're obviously a productive person and, you know, yeah. you've got your shit together. So, I mean, I know that no matter what you're doing, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting your, sh- you're, it's whatever, you know, I think that you have, um, you know, a real passion for this stuff. And so what is the lifestyle like then? Is it staying up late every night? Is it staying up late once in a while? Does it all, uh, is it all about dancing or what, what, what is a lifestyle like for, for, for me, it's picking and choosing because especially living in New York, we have one of the most incredible DJ scenes in the country. I mean, L.A. is great. Uh, Phoenix has some great stuff. There's really cool stuff going on in Miami. Uh, Seattle's got cool stuff. Vegas obviously has amazing stuff. For me, living in a city where every single night you can see a legend DJing, I have to just really pick and choose. So if I'm tired or if I have to work or something, I will just say, hey, maybe I can't see Just Blaze tonight, but I can go see him next Thursday night because I know where he's going to be next Thursday. That's also part of being in my 30s and not being in my 20s anymore. I know that my body can't really handle going out every night. I understand. So explain like one really like, so you pick a DJ and what's the night out? What's, what's What's a great DJ experience like for you? Like you pick somebody you like where do you go what's it like when you get there yeah you you usually i mean and it's usually either a ticket or guest list or you know walk in because you've got a good group of girls with you um drinks of course i think drinks always make a fun party and where would you be where 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 do you go everywhere low maybe lower east side maybe meatpacking can you name a place that you go to a lot yeah sure i love marquee 
Um, I love a bunch of the places in the Lower East Side. I love, there's a bunch of spots in Brooklyn now, like Verboten. Name a place in Bushwick, um, if you can, can you? Well, I go to, these are the places in, um, I haven't done the Bushwick scene yet. Because you're new, I get it. Well, one month, but I will say in Brooklyn, like Output, Output, uh, or Verboten have really good DJ sets, and Mm -hmm. I'm, very much enjoying them. I'm going to a party tonight called Four Generations on in uh, on. It's called Kinfolk. The mm-hmm. club is called Kinfolk and Wife, and it's four generations, four DJs playing. You know, mm-hmm. music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, mm-hmm. and I love it. And that to me is exciting. I don't pick a night out just to go out. If I'm no, no, I'm I'm getting that. I'm trying, but um, I just want to understand because. You know, I'm, it sounds exciting. I want to know what I'm missing. I'm having Girl, the biggest FOMO ever. I'm going to take you. <laughs> um, yeah, so once you get there, it's really just feeling the vibe. And, like, there's a big difference between an opening DJ and a closing DJ. And there's, you know, you want to get in the zone and you want to feel good and you want to have some drinks and you want to verbalize and talk to your friends and get to know people in the club and maybe flirt with some guys. or Is girls. it dancing? Is there a lot of – I, f- I feel like there's a lot of pressure to dance all night. Is that it? Do people I, dance like that where they're all sweaty? Uh, yeah, of yeah. course. No, but, but I mean, is there a lot of, is it like mostly dancing or is it just like a party where you're dancing part of the time? I think the goal of a DJ is to make as many people dance as possible. Mm-hmm. So if people aren't dancing, the DJ is doing something wrong. Uh. Also, there's clubs where people are going and it's, and it's a more loungy vibe where they're sitting at tables and things but Mm -hmm. the ultimate goal I think of a DJ is to to get the girls on the dance floor and dance Mm -hmm. and I don't think that any DJ wants to look up and not see people dancing during their set I think that's Mm. probably rather depressing so it's like a comedian trying to make people laugh if no one is the same thing isn't it 100% yeah oh good well that sounds you know because you're going to be taking me out to one of these things now that we're BFFs and neighbors totally somewhere in Bushwick when you find a place in Bushwick you let me know I actually know of a bunch I just haven't had a chance to well no when you figure when you do all the research and all the work let me know I'll slide right in I'm waiting I'm, I'm very curious so, um, you know, um, I know we talked a little bit about this on the phone before. I was asking you about being a DJ, and you know, and you you're really interested in writing, and you cover it. This is what it, this is what I learned um, before before from talking to you on the phone, and like you have um, a real affiliation with um, you know covering the community and being part of the community, um, and you genuinely just aren't interested in being a DJ, which sounds like a very different kind of thing anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'd just be another semi-cute girl trying to DJ and not doing it right because I, as much as I love music, I don't have the energy, time, or patience to study and learn and create this... No, the hundreds of thousands of song knowledge that I, I mean, I love a song, but sometimes I don't know who sings it, and I don't really right at this stage in my life, I don't know that that's where I want to be. I, I could probably so DJ a little party if someone asked me to do like a little loft thing or something, but it's not, not my focus. Your, that's not your interest. I mean, writing is your interest, really, right. isn't it? Yeah. So, um, do you, since this is a psychological show, um, can you talk a little bit about the psychology, the community of that you're involved in with DJs? Like, what are what are they like? What is what are they all? Me- do they all meditate, or is there any kind of commonality that you find in the community? Um, the commonality is probably like a a, a really intense love for music, obviously, because your mm-hmm. your knowledge has to be so insane. Mm-hmm. Um, me- the I don't know. I you know, I have found that since I've gotten more into the community and more into my personal spiritual life, that the people that are I'm attracted to are the ones that are kind of meditating in the morning or being faithful to their girlfriends or kind of. Um, traveling and and doing more spiritual things or giving back to their communities with charity work for me personally that's what i'm attracted Mm -hmm. to these days in the dj experience but i will say pretty much every dj i know has started out djing because they want to meet girls they want to become famous they want to create a name for themselves they want to make fast cash that's how it started i think for most djs and then Mm -hmm. as they progress into a more you know like a like career lifestyle mm-hmm. path of growing into who they really are those weed out the ones that are just there yeah. that are not like you know what I mean like well I think that's true in every creative or every field I mean you have to have a passion you know I'm sure getting the girls helps you get started but 
So, but I mean, it's a pretty social community. Is it really easy to meet people in those circumstances and stuff like that? Are pretty people pretty open? And is yeah, it, is it a it bonding is. thing? You know, if you're into, you know, DJ music, it's a bonding thing, say? It, it definitely helps that I have a blog. I mean, I feel like... Well, I mean, for 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 everyone, for the people yeah, that I think are it, involved. I mean, do they... Like, if you go to a club, do you know most of the people? Do they know you, or...? I usually know the DJ that I'm going to see, or if I don't, I, I try to introduce myself, or, mm-hmm. like, kind of just say, hey, I'm Jen, that DJ Life, whatever, and they're like, oh, I know you, or I know of you, or whatever. That's usually the case for situations. Then there's other times that I just stand back and just watch. Like, some people I'm just so in awe of that I just am like, wow, this is such a cool experience, and I'm so mm-hmm. blessed to have experienced this that I kind of just step back and just watch. Mm-hmm. Um I always meet girls on the dance floor or in the bathroom. Um, that's a common place for girls to connect. So, yeah, I think music but you're does. Hetero, that's a heterosexual connection? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because, yes. you yes. know, I mean, yeah. we. Well, I'm really bad at telling people sexuality, so I have to clarify that for myself. That's okay. No, I, I'm... I can guess I, a lot of other things, <laughs> what they do for a living, but, you know... But I, um, I like boys, but I think all girls are attracted to girls in general just because we all have a certain... You know, fabulousness. Way yeah, we yes. all we all get each yeah. other. We and you're obvious, obviously gifted socially, and I'm sure you you know make friends pretty pretty easily, and people are drawn to have a conversation with you. Thank so you. have I you always, always been like pretty interested in music, listening to music? Is that something that's been? I mean, I remember like yeah, I guess I have. I, I, my dad used to like play like classical music in the car, mm-hmm. and I would close my eyes and like pret- like make up like certain cartoon scenes in my head. And I would remember like being because I wasn't like I liked the music, but it was like so I was so young that I wasn't really like into it. But I would like close my eyes and create like an actual like film scene to it or something. And then as I got older, I would just like find certain genres and attach myself to them. And then when I started dating my ex and I dated him for like five years and he's a great, great person and he's so musically talented. He really just showed me how wide scale and how much you can just love so many different things at once and I'm so grateful for that because I would not be where I am today so without you, it. So you had a boyfriend then that really pretty much introduced you to is that how that happened that it introduced you to the culture and the and the interests that he, you have? Yeah I mean I was already kind of and this is going to sound so silly because then then it takes you from DJ blogger to DJ groupie um, but everybody has to get into it some way, right? And my well, no, boyfriend... You, yeah, I mean, you were interested in a guy that was... Did you meet him as, as a DJ, though? Was he, like, was he like the guy on stage that you were yeah. just like, he's cute, I want that? Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, <laughs> my, my girlfriend tell me that I have LSD, um, lead singer disease. Oh, so, that's interesting. Mm, yeah, I've so, never heard of that. That's a great mm, disease. No, I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to use pretty, that. I'm pretty sure they made it up specifically for me but um yeah I think I was before him I dated a saxophone player for like a year before him a bass player I I, so how did you meet the guy did you go up to him or you wound up with him for five years right yeah five years I should have told him to listen (laughs) he'd get a kick out of this um well they'll repeat it next week there we go he'll he'll laugh and he can always call in we should give the call-in number 718-395-3731 Um, no, he definitely doesn't know this is going on right now, but that's okay. Um, anyway, no, it just, um, we can, I, he actually, I bartended, uh, a night that he DJed at a club that I was working at in Austin and we just, um, we connected and we pretty much didn't leave each other's side for about five years so oh, that's yeah cool. and that's so you okay weren't, you weren't like a girl in the crowd you were actually working there that's i was working easier, yeah easier. but i think we yeah kind of but mm-hmm. yeah the girl in the crowd thing does happen though i i it definitely happens i mean i've oh yeah for sure but it definitely when you have like a um a connect with someone outside of that so they can see outside of like the hey she's here like mm-hmm. watching me dj or whatever there a certain connect does come about it so, you know, I'm wondering, so he's really actually got you really pretty much involved. I mean, he's he was your inspiration into getting involved into the whole DJ culture or the passion. You have a passion for it. That's fair, right? Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. So, um... I fell in love with the culture while falling in love, love with, with him. him. And I understand that. But so you guys broke up how long ago? Uh, 
uh, four four years maybe four years ago so you've held on to that interest without him right yeah so absolutely how, how was that transitioning out of like like what happened when you broke up because you were already so, you were so interested in being a you know being part of that culture like how did how did that happen where what did you wind up going did were you both in Austin what happened yeah I mean I was already kind of engrossed in the culture and he'd made so many connects for me already and I'd made so many friends out of it and we had had, had so many mutual friends I mean we were together for so long and um yeah we just I kind of I I knew I had to leave Austin because it wasn't I needed to kind of get you know it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't the Bushwick that's for damn sure <laughs> there you go although Austin's very very cool it's not Bushwick it's, it's not very Bushwick. cool I don't care um no nothing is Bushwick but we just we were not going to be together anymore for I think for us we were there's so much love there and we still love each other very much um we could not be in that environment without um I don't even want to I don't even know how to word this we it was better for us not to be in that environment together so being friends was a good thing being lovers and on a path, a, a greater path than just dating, it wasn't going to happen in that environment. So I decided I need to get out of Austin, and I was always going to move to New York. That was my goal forever. So it just was the timing worked out, and yeah. I just had to go. So, so um, it took us So years. part of your motivation <clears throat> to move to New York was getting getting away. I mean, you obviously like and respect this person. There's no doubt yeah, there. But you, you just needed to really – you, you kind of – you kind of were taking care of yourself a little bit, maybe, right? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you have to, like, step outside of a situation to understand how to function without it. You know so what I mean? that's pretty brave, right? Yeah. It was a little scary. I, I, I mean, yeah, what, a little scary, what, what are we right? if we don't take chances, right? So. Oh, yeah. Well, here you are talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite scary. So, so. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. No. You're great. Um, and so are you. So um, anyway, um, oh, let's do the station ID before I forget, because I forget everything. Um, so let's just talk about um, Brooklyn Free Radio, and uh, we're on uh, we're an internet station, and you should uh, go to Brooklyn Free Radio on the internet and listen to us. Listen to me right now, but there's also a lot of other really great shows um, by a lot of really amazing people, and um, it's a new station and. Um, they're getting a lot, a lot of new shows in June as well. Don't miss out, right? It's pretty cool here, don't you think? Don't you have a good vibe about this place? Jen? I love it. I I read energy well, and this place feels really good. Yeah, and the, the bike shop up top is so cool, and right. like, I just yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it feels um, good in here. Um, yeah. So anyway, um. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about, um, so you, you guys, um, well, so you left him and then you started out on your own. So that must've been a little frightening. Uh, yes, yeah, we well, already went through that. So no, how did, how, it's, it's what did you do? He what technically you? left me, but let's, that's okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you just have to start over. Sometimes you ju- you don't realize how strong you are until you're put in like situations where you just are forced to be strong. Yeah, and so I moved to New York. Um, I kind of thought that I was going to sex in the city it up for a, a long time because that's that is every mm-hmm. girl's dream as they go come to New York. And right away, I met another person that I fell very much in love with, and and another DJ that I dated for a long time. And with saying that, I don't want it to be like, oh, this girl's like totally only will date DJs because I would very much, very much enjoy to date someone that is not a DJ. My family has advised me against it. My friends have advised me against it. It's just what I'm attracted to. And I can't, I think I'm just attracted to passion. And I, I don't, I don't see the passion in like dating a banker for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I get stuck in these, you know, situations. You sound, you sound a little like, um, like you're thinking that they're not really good for you or something like that. Is that what I'm hearing? Because you're saying like you're, I mean, there's nothing, you know, fundamentally wrong with dating a DJ. So what, what do you think it is? No, I think they're probably really great to date. Um, I just don't know that I found the right ones, I guess. Um, it's a hard world. It's really hard to like date somebody that works from 12 to 4 
or someone that, um, you know, puts a lot of time in finding music every day or it's someone that clashes in the same world that you're in and you both have to be in the same world. But then I see people in the same world that are doing it and making it work and then I'm kind of a little jealous. So I... There has got to be some sort of balance. You don't you know. You just don't know. You love just is don't love. Know. Some people like people, you know, what people can make a great relation, a relationship look great. Look at Tiger Woods, for God's sakes. Come on. Oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> so, um, but, um, and I can, you know, I can understand that, you know, you have a passion for de- the music and they do. And I can, you know, a creative people, you're a creative person. They're a creative. Pe- you ha- you have the same passion for the same form of creativity. And in a way it's probably cool that you're not in direct competition. You know, like you're not a DJ and he's not a DJ, but why, what is like, is it the hours that are so difficult or what in particular is so difficult? No, I mean, the hours can suck for sure. Cause it's just, uh, Maybe there's a Broadway show or something you want to go see, but they have to DJ a set or something like that. It's not so much the hours. It's just the lifestyle can be draining a little bit. Um, but I'm not opposed to it. I, The sad thing is I probably will end up with a DJ or a musician in, in the long run in the future. Timing is everything. It it's really might be the right person the wrong time. It might be the right situation it's just bad timing and so, I think that's what's really happened in my life really but is there like a pattern of things that have like not gone well or something like that is there a pattern in there uh yeah maybe the maybe you know the over drinking or the gr- extra girls or the I don't know the, would it be you know, like the same problems that you might have dating a rock star or a rock, mus- yeah, you know, I mean, a rock you- musician is it very similar to that? That yeah, I sure. that I have more not 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 personal knowledge. DJs but- are rock stars, sure. Absolutely. No, but I mean, so is it a lot of that? There's girls that like are around them, and then there's lots of booze and lots of booze, lots of traveling. Traveling is tough too on a relationship, and yeah. um, lots of booze, lots of. I mean, you know, my luckily the Austin guy was super faithful, and I am so grateful for that. But. The guy I dated in New York was super unfaithful, and mm-hmm. um, and that was really kind of sucked. You just are like, ew, and then you just don't trust people, and then you don't want to, mm-hmm. then you don't want to date anybody else anymore, and then you have years of healing, and it's all around. It's just it's, but I I don't want to put that label on a DJ because it's not a DJ. It's just a person. I, right. I I have several DJ friends that are happily married for several years sure. and have families and have or long term girlfriends that they're proudly flaunting on Instagram and taking to their showcases and things. It's just, I don't know. Well, I think, I think that, um, you know, I think that, um, I mean, I think it is, I mean, it is easy to, for to me, for me to reference this and maybe more other, I don't know. It's easy to reference it as any real performer or certainly a musician. Cause there's a lot of mystery like comedians. They really, you know, there's a lot less mystery around there. A musician, uh, or even, um, well, actors, not actors, too. I mean, anybody that's performing something where, you know, but a musician is clearly having an emotional impact. And that's about it. That's really what they're channeling is emotions a lot. And they're very mysterious because um, even, you know, they're not they're not like talking or you can project so much onto them. So I can see how um, a lot of them would wind up. I mean, you said it yourself in a certain way that, you know, a lot of them do it to get the girls. But there's also um, probably plenty who, like you said, are also faithful and interested in settling down. So did like the person that you dated here, did you was it somebody that you dated for a while and found out that they weren't faithful after you'd been dating them for a while? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, do you mind? You can. No. no are we okay? I, I, yeah. Okay. No, of course. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, he, you know, this is so common for all listen, of us. Listen, it'd be one thing if I was saying his name. I'm not going to say his name, but. We'll yeah, find I, that. Oh, uh, no. I, we don't want to know his <laughs> name. The people that know, know. know and such, yeah. No. And that's fine. And it's, um, yeah, you, you, tr- you put your love and trust and your companionship into someone for a, a really long time and then you find out that they have betrayed you and that they have been with someone else and I kind of did it for like three years so for me it's like like how many more of these long-term relationships can I do that don't that end in some sort of sadness or heartbreak on my part so I'm 
that's where I am, you know, taking a step back and saying, you know what, maybe I'm going to try to date outside of like the world that I am in. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do because that's, that is the world that I'm in. That's the world that I see people in. That's the world that I meet people in. It's the world that I'm utterly attracted to, but it might, I might not. It might not be the best for me right now. Well, I mean, the guy you were dating. So was it like a long term thing where you found out he was having like one affair, or wasn't, or was he just like sleeping around? Or? Yeah, no, he, um, he, we were uh, together for like a year. Then I found out he told me because she found out about me that they that he was dating someone else. Um, decided to uh, kind of not date anymore, but we loved each other and could not stay away from each other. So continue to date for another year and then about a year later after he had told me he wasn't seeing her anymore I got an email saying that he was with her um which was devastating and so calculated on her part and so weird and then I still ended up being with him for another year so and now Mm. they're like living together and there's just so many lies and so much silliness and Mm. I I kind of am happy to be outside of that because I just don't want to be um, yeah, it's just well, so you took gross. care of yourself, you know that. It, but I do want to say, like those kinds of incidences can be very traumatic and affect people. You know, usually it's women who get cheated. Well, everyone gets cheated on, but I mean, the, the, just to find that out, it can be very traumatic. And you know, I hope it doesn't interfere. You know, in the future for you. I mean, you know, no, I don't it think is so. Something I, to like, it is something to keep an eye on. I feel like you just. I'm kind of in a phase right now where like I'm like I'm healing but I and I've been healing for like a couple years but I mm-hmm. keep going back to to it and now I finally decided okay Jen you're not gonna go back anymore like you're so sound in so many places in your life yet love is the one that you really want and you just don't have it because you keep ending up in relationships that don't work out and this one in particular I I've just never been so betrayed before right and felt so uh, like unable to trust again so now I'm feeling like maybe like being outside of Manhattan and being in Brooklyn and kind of like experiencing my own things and like meeting new people and I don't want to say I'm guarded obviously I am and I don't want to say that I'm like ready to like you know join Tinder or something which has been on my mind a little bit lately but I I definitely I definitely have some healing to do for sure. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to sh- relate that to the DJ world. You know what I mean? No, I get it. It can happen. Look, it happens all the time. It can happen to every anybody. Happens, and I just, I just want to say that it's normal. I believe it's normal that if it's a little traumatic and affects you in a way that feels big, that would be normal. And it's you know something that you know you just. I mean, it's a life experience, that, and you don't want it to, you know, like you said, you're healing. And, you know, it, it is something that I think honors the, you know, I think you're having a, let's put it this way. I think it's a growth experience that will For help sure. you in the future if, you know, and I think you've got a handle on it. So I believe it will. Um, I also, you know, wanted to mention um, Kim Gordon's biography. Have you read that? No, I have not. Well, it's really interesting because one of the things that really surprised me about that biography, um, and she is like, she always seems like such a strong, independent woman, right? Like the queen of that. And she, you know, Thurston Moore cheated on her quite a bit. And it happened over and over. And she kept taking him back. And I mean... um, So why do we do that, right? I'm not, you know, I'm fortunate that I haven't, been in that particular situation many others but so I can't I'm certainly not going to judge and I have no idea what that's what that's like on a personal level but it's very very common and I just think it's really interesting that Kim Gordon did it because like here's somebody who's got like everything and right you know and she seems so tough I mean isn't it it's amazing right it's kind of like yeah it's pretty yeah but it's also like Man, why did you do it? Why did you put up with that? But until and my friends say that like wh- gross. Why didn't? Why are you putting up with this? Like he's living with her yet flying you all over the country. It's like why are you putting up with that? But in the same sense, love is love. I mean, I remember one time he told me straight up. He was like, Jen, millions of people do this in New York every day. Just get over it. What? Oh, man. Uh, to me, that's not love. Like 
uh, yeah, like millions of people are doing it. Why? Wow, then New York is really, really fucked up because that's not really what the definition of love should be like. So, well, what's also awful is it sounds like he was sort of th- saying it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Is that what he was saying? I, I he he's definitely fighting his own demons and and that's for him and for yeah. him to figure out and right. um and he knows that and he's dealing with it and right. therapy harsh, and whatever though. but it's harsh and That's harsh. I mean, he doesn't sound particularly contrite. Yeah. Kind of that's sad harsh. to think that that's. Yeah. But it's you know like I mean I think probably your move from Austin like getting like that sounds like proof that you're kind of capable of getting yourself out of whatever you need to get yourself out of. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, we're not too worried about that. We're not worried about I'll you be at all, right. all. Besides the fact, like I mentioned, you are a gorgeous blonde, so that does it with a great personality and obviously <laughs> so bright. So I'm not really. The, I don't. Where are all the boys hitting yeah. on me then? Because I really don't. Get I'm really it. not worried about you. Um, Thank you. That really makes me feel good. I, so, I, but dating in Bushwick. So, how long have you been in Bushwick? A month? Yeah, like a little over a month. Uh huh. And I will say this: boys in Brooklyn are so hot. Like, I don't even know. I thought it was just like a like a like a weekend thing. Like, I was like, this, there must be something cool going on this one weekend. Like when I first moved here. No, it's an every day. I know because we thing. were we were goo goo eyes. Um, Jen and I, we were we immediately bonded goo goo eyes getting out of the car. The guy that parked in front of us. <laughs> we oh were. my god, he was so hot. But isn't he like every uh, other guy I in Brooklyn? Was, I thought he was a little better than most okay, of guys yeah, in he, Brooklyn. Right, or most right, of guys right. anywhere really. Right. But yeah. True. Plus, he had a stuffed animal in the back seat of his okay, car. Okay. So I, I mean, mean that's, hi, you're hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That that'll. They are so hot. A stuffed animal any day. You know, I'll take yes. a guy. But a guy like that. But um, so so um, so the guy. So you think the guys? What's your opinion about meeting guys, or what are they like? And what's your? I'm I'm not dating in Bushwick, so you tell me about it. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not dating in Bushwick either. I want to be dating in Bushwick. Um, I, I am just starting to kind of like go out and like meet people, and I'm definitely meeting people in Bushwick. People are rather aggressive. Like, they'll text you and, like, it'll be like, um, hey, how are you? What's your night like or whatever? And you'll be like, oh, I'm working or, like, I'm I'm out. I'm at a show. I'm seeing a DJ tonight or something. And then you won't hear from them from, like, 10 to, like, 3. And then they're like, hey, what's up? At 3? Yeah, not really feeling that. So That's a booty call. Obviously. Totally, yeah. obviously. And I'm – listen – I'm not above we're booty not call. Ag- we're not against the booty call. Not no. definitely not. I no. mean, I could I'm probably married. use a couple of good booty calls in my life right now. Mm-hmm. But it's more. Is that what dating in Bushwick is life? It feels that way a little bit. Well, I mean, you haven't been here very long, and you know, you haven't, you haven't. I mean, uh, you haven't, uh, you know, found your your spot yet I think is all that that is that's just like the first level of people you're meeting so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that I mean that doesn't really mean a lot but that's your experience so tell me about tinder like what's your hesitation about going on it um not that I have not that I'm selling tinder I'm just curious right of course no I'm not on like online dating sites I think part of it is that like I do have, like, I mean, I'm a life coach, too. So just besides my, my mm, DJ writing, okay. I'm a life coach. And, yeah. like, I have such a spiritual side to me, which I don't think there's anything wrong with dating when you're in a spiritual life coaching situation. I just, I'm, I already have so much of my life on the internet because of my projects, yeah, like my, yeah. like my professional projects. Well, you travel all over and cover yeah, DJs I mean, and I write I mean, I travel and, them. like, write about them. And I have a lot of friends, like, all over the country yeah. and stuff. And I just, I feel so weird like kind of just like making a profile and then just being like I don't know if it's like I feel maybe a little desperate or like although I will say no one's hitting on me so it's like do people contact you through like you know you had like I was just gonna say you've got too many Facebook friends to actually befriend you but do people so do people contact you that way or Twitter or anything or uh like in, in like in a dating realm yeah not sometimes um Sometimes and then it's super obvious and weird and then I'm totally grossed out. Uh. It's usually someone that I really like. Ha- like they'll be like, hey, baby, what's up? And I'll be like, hey, um, hi. And then they'll be like, uh, so, yo, you want to like meet up or something? I'm like, who, wh- what? Who are you? <laughs> like you live in Baltimore. I live in New York. Like, <laughs> so no, like not. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I, it's, How about let's Skype? 
Uh, um, so I, wait, but think, when you were you you moved here a month ago from Manhattan, right? And where were you living in Manhattan? What neighborhood? I was living in Harlem, and mm-hmm. before that, Upper East Side. So, um, but was, I but I kind of was dating the same guy for the entire time I was in Manhattan. So I, my eyes weren't even open to new people oh, so, so this, lame this was the guy who wasn't faithful in my guess right of course right. and so did you so when you broke up with him you moved to bushwick um yeah. <laughs> well it this. kind of like no it just kind of worked out like i was already looking for an apartment so it kind of worked out like i i got a situation in in bushwick that worked and i was like this is perfect at least i won't have I won't have to see him all the time because we, we're in the same world. We're in the, uh, very right, much the same world. So, right. And he's very popular, and he DJs at a lot of places that I uh, frequent. So in the sense of moving and kind of just starting over, because New York is a lot smaller than people think. No, like, I get it. If I br- My husband and I, which I don't expect us to split up, but if we split up, we're both involved in the art world out here. I mean, it'd be weird. Totally. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, man. New York is so much smaller than people think. Everyone knows everyone in the community that you're in. Like, I don't know the people in the art world or the coffee world or whatever, yeah. but, like, my world, my community, we're all friendly. So, um, yeah, no. It's so, good out here. So, I, I, and so the, you're pretty much a serial uh, monogamist, right? <laughs> I mean, by nature, it sounds I like you've had I guess by a, nature, yeah. So how long, you haven't been single all that long then, right? How long have you been single? Um, Fully single, maybe like three months, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way... I have to say, I know a lot of a lot of women who are single a lot longer than you. And when they say they're not meeting people, they mean it. Uh, no, I, I don't think you mean it. I, I sh- can't take. I am no, not take. I refuse to take this seriously, sweetheart. No, it's but I mean, I've never met people. It's been three months. Yeah, but it's been like three years and three months. If you put it like. It, uh, when I should have left the dude, like, and, yeah, and it should have ended. Yeah, three but years I mean, and three you months. Went, but people wouldn't approach you because they knew that you were with somebody. May, right? I guess maybe you give off this like vibe or like sense yeah. or something. Like I'm not single. I don't know. No one ever hits me up. I, I would. I, I, I am considering going on Tinder. I definitely am. I just my nervousness is that I don't really want to meet strangers in that sense I'm yeah do you know I mean have you really done I mean I've heard so many different takes on tinder you know I mean I googled should I join tinder oh you did (laughs) I did tell us what did you find out I mean it kind of like it kind of it's like a fortune teller thing I never thought of that Google as a fortune teller well it was Surrey I asked Surrey I said Ah. should I join I was drunk oh real person yeah that's a voice I joined I mean I I said should I join Tinder I'd like to and then she pulled up like a whole list of like Google type things and then I read a bunch of articles and yes if I'm looking for like a little fun fling totally um, if I'm looking for long-term love, maybe not so much. But what am I looking for right now? Probably a fun little fling. So maybe I will. Hmm. Bushwick needs its own app. It needs its own, like, little dating app. Yeah, it needs its own. It's Well, isn't Tinder, like, that's sort of local, right? You can it is local. It local. But, yeah. But, I, think but I guess Bushwick as a, as a sensibility, maybe. Um, yeah, we'll although see. Although we'd have people visiting from other places here. We don't need that. <laughs> Hooking up with our people. Our people, isn't it funny how like uh, how territorial people in Bushwick are these days? Oh man, <laughs> I know, I know. How long you been here? How long? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I heard you're I... not a real New Yorker until you live in New York for ten years. So I'm only halfway there. Well, uh, I think I think you've had enough experiences. We'll we'll count you in. I'll take um, it. So what 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 are you looking? What do, what do you think? Like, can we, can we talk about it this way? I'd love to know. Like, what do you think has been um, I think this would be really good to hear. Like, what uh, what do you think are the mistakes that you may have made in the past that you are gonna overcome the next time you get involved? Have you thought about that at all, or what 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 you didn't like about the people that you might want to, you know, when you when the when you pick up, pick again when the wheel comes around again, you're gonna pick something different. Yeah, I kind of. And this is like totally because I'm so into my spiritual side these days. Red flags are the most important thing in the world. If it doesn't uh-huh. feel right, you must follow it. You must. And what are the red flags? What kind of red flags? Just early on fighting. Early on, um, 
saying that he, they're somewhere and they're not really there or staying out too late when you don't want them to or um, just red Reliab- flags. Just, You're talking about reliability, I think. Yeah, Is that reliability you- for sure, commitment for sure, um, abandonment a little bit, maybe like just like kind of like when you f- don't when it doesn't feel right it just isn't right and i feel like that's the next thing i want to look for the next time it's f- for real for real it has to just feel completely right hmm and both of them, my last long term relationships the last one was 3 years the last one was the one before that was 5 years they were both perfect they're both i feel like both of them are people that are soulmates in my life but they definitely both had red flags they both definitely there was something a little bit off um but who knows maybe love isn't perfect i don't know well you know i mean um we don't really have i i mean uh, we don't really have time to get into this but yeah i mean my personal philosophy on these things um because i have you know this is quite common we've i've had in my uh you know, my my uh, career as a self-proclaimed psychotherapist, I've had a lot of the, uh, this is common. And what I think um, a lot of times, and I think this has actually been true for me in my life a lot, is that um, a lot of the things that we emotionally are drawn to and we emotionally feel connected to and excited about and lust for are often things that are just replays from something in our childhood and maybe connecting to something that's damaging in our childhood because um, we all have damage from our childhoods. Um, so we we fall in love with people. We get excited and fall in love and in lust with people that aren't going to be good for us. And a lot of times I think if you pick somebody that you wouldn't have normally gone out with or sort of try to get to know somebody that you're not excited about meeting or not excited about at first, but like you can intellectually understand that they have some good qualities for you. I think that's a good growth experience. Like I, that's what, that's, that's how I think of that. Yeah, Does for that sure. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. I think recognizing what doesn't work is a, is a major plus. <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're good in that you, whether you move or however you do it, you get out of it. I so, hope so. Yeah. And <laughs> also, I think what else is really important that I think is really no- worth noting is that you have real passion in your life and your work. Like you, you're, you're excited about a lot of different things. You know, um, you're excited about writing. You're excited about music. You're excited about um, spirituality. And um, that's a lot of fulfillment right there. I mean, it is good to, you want a partner and I understand that. But um I think you're a good example in that you have all those things. A lot of, you know, like if you don't have somebody in your life that you're counting on, you know, just get busy. Right. For right. Sure. And you're developing yourself along the way. I agree with that for sure. I had a psychic tell me the same, almost the same exact thing. She really? said, well, she said, this is your, what, my year. Siri, you mean? Not Siri. A real an psychic. actual, tar- well, an, a tarot card a reader. A tarot card reader. In, in, in the French Quarter in New Orleans. She actually told me this is my year for career growth and not love growth. Yeah, well, that's so, great. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll play around on Tinder. I don't know. And let's give a shout out to the tarot card, the tarot society in Bushwick. Do you know them? Darcy Leonard? No, but I'd love to meet them. People. I'm yeah. all about the, they, I guess, I guess it's called Tarot, right? Or whatever tarot. the lady told me. Tarot. Yeah, we got to set you up with that. There's some good looking guys involved too. Uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe a tarot card But then they reader. could probably read too much into me and then that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you know, they probably know, there's a lot, the, everybody knows anyway. That's what I'm going to tell you. Everybody <laughs> knows whatever That's it is. true. So tell me what you think uh, is, is like the Bushwick guy vibe. How are they different from guys in Manhattan, certainly? Oh, goodness. Well, they're grungy. Um, but that's a, grungy, but in a sexy way. Thing, that whole beard yeah, thing? It's kind of like that, like, I, I don't know. Do they look like, like they smell? They look like they do, but they don't. Huh. They smell really good, actually. Most of them. Uh-huh. Um, they kind of have, like, that whole, like, my so-called life vibe going. Remember, mm-hmm. like, the my so-called yeah. life vibe? They have that going. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very sexy. Um, Do you call that laid back and sort of Laid back, yeah. A lot of them are artsy, which I really, I think that makes the community of Bushwick a whole. And that's really, really nice. Um, They're friendly. Manhattan guys are friendly, but they're a little bit pretentious and a little, Uh um, yeah, I'm not really, Manhattan guys just don't do it for me. They don't, they don't. They just don't. Some, I mean, some of them do if like, but like, I don't want to hear a guy say like, 
where do you live? Oh, where do you live? Like, no, 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 no. I mean, like, they're more, let's say, materialistic, maybe, or status conscious? Yeah, maybe, like, status conscious in Manhattan. Do you think guys in Bushwick could could be, like, sort of subtly status conscious? I, I will say in Williamsburg, I've definitely met more girls than guys, but definitely people there have a little bit of pretentious about them. But, hey, listen, you're in a really cool neighborhood. So yeah, right. maybe that's just like the New York way. No, I don't I, know. I'm Southern, so I don't have that pretentiousness about I, me at all. But No, no. I, I, I'm I'm just trying to yank some Bushwick guys' chains. That's what I'm really trying yeah, to do here. I, you know, yeah, but, that's right. all. I, I, I really just want to get on their case because <sighs> I do love them. I have a lot of... I have a lot of Bushwick guy friends here, and, and um, yeah, I mean, I've never had, oh, this is place is great, this place is great. Yeah, I think they're cool, and I think that, like, the thing is, is that everybody's pursuing something outside of what they're, they're all on a path to what they want to be doing, right. and sometimes they have to do what they have to be doing to get there, right. and I think that that's, like, a lot of the people I'm meeting are, are in that environment, which I am as well, and, like, I, who can knock that? Like we're all you have, if you have we, a lot in common. You have that in common. We all have that in common. Yeah, and it's if great. like yeah, and if we can all just like support each other's dreams and support each other's mm-hmm. goals, then it's going to be a better place to be in general. Mm-hmm. Not just Bushwick, just the world. And and well, you're definitely general. then you're definitely a Bushwick person. That sounds cool. exactly that's I'll the take exact it. we need. That's exactly what we need here, and that's exactly what I think we all live for a little bit. Um, and also, what else was I going to ask you? Oh, so are there any places? I know you haven't been here long, but you 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 have a good vibe. Do you do you, you're a good viber? You can vibe things. Uh, is there any place in particular that you like hanging out? Have you found any places? I mean, that you that you've been going. To? I honestly have been hanging out, and this is so horrible to say because I'm just getting to know Bushwick. I have a bar outside of my apartment called Post No Bills that I go to when yeah. I like get home from work and stuff and I go there and like it's cash only which apparently Bushwick is mostly cash only mm-hmm. and I enjoy that and so I mean I don't enjoy that part <laughs> of it but I enjoy the bar because it's like a cool vibe cool patio right. my rooftop is like has the most amazing view of the whole city so I've been really? kind of going yeah and I'm coming they, over for please sure. come over <laughs> yes. and they just put out all this really cool like patio furniture and like cool stuff really? and yeah and like Whoa. to lay out up there and just I really enjoy, like, on Sunday mornings, I'll do my laundry and listen to, like, Joel Osteen or something and, like, talk to my mom on the phone. And, like, I'll, like, watch the, you know, the buildings as the as the fog clears. And I just, it's so inspiring to, like, stare at Manhattan, yet not be in Manhattan. So that's kind of been what I've been doing lately. But tonight I'm going to a show. I've made a conscious effort for the next month. It's on my June list to at least twice a week go to something DJ-related in Bushwick. And I oh, will be great. writing about that on Bushwick Daily oh. all month long. Oh, so, wow. I'm yes. really, really, really excited to look forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah I hope I, I get to see You know what we'll have to do? We'll have to have you back in like a couple of months so we can really talk about the DJ scene and what you found out about it. Because, um, I yeah. mean, you've definitely piqued my interest. And I think it's probably... Um, you know, if you dig into it, it's probably bigger than the stereotype that I have, for sure. Oh, and, it's so cool. And uh, do you have to stay out late, though? I hate staying out late. Not always. No. I mean, some I pick and choose. Again, like, it's, yeah, there's nights that I am out till 4 a.m., but I am probably the girl that closes down the club and then goes straight home after. I'm not doing, like, these after so, like, parties or anything. So, could you do it from, like, 9 to 11? Yeah, you could. I mean, you probably get the early sets but for sure there's some cool but there's cool brunch spots there's cool happy hours yeah, like yeah. there's cool like events like it's not always um i, I don't want that stereotype to stick with djs that they're there they're 12 go. to 4 a.m because they're not there's so much more going on okay so you're gonna when you come back i want you to tell me about the brunch the brunch djs okay cool okay. i will i'll i'll pick out some right. cool spots and mm-hmm. and i will share and let's uh, let's uh, give out another shout out to our Radio Free Brooklyn people and our Radio Free Brooklyn station. You can listen to us. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and look at the schedule. There's so much great stuff there. You're definitely going to love some of it, something. I'm on uh, 2 to 3, Monday through Friday, and it's live every Friday. And uh, another shout out for the Bushwick Daily. And... Um, I think we're we're just about there. Anything else you want to add? 
No, thank you so much for having me. Um, can I shout out my where they can yeah, find yes, me? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, my name is Jen Shoemaker, and my blog is thatdjlife.com, and you can find me at um, on, on Instagram and stuff at, at Jen B. Shoemaker with one N, and um, that DJ Life, just hashtag it, and um, that's all my stuff. I'm also a life coach, and you can find me at Eat, Sleep, Give, Repeat. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for having me, Thank Dr. You. Lisa. Thank you so much. Have okay. a great afternoon. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. That was fun. Yeah. Doo-doo. This is Zero Boy, and you're listening to Radio Free. Dr. Lisa gives a shit.